How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, what's going on? My name is Kevin Deers, and of course, you're listening to Metal Shop and Metal Shop's Backstage Pass uh, for the full podcast, for the full interview is what you're listening to. Uh, and uh, obviously, uh, right now, what you're seeing and who you're going to be hearing, if you clicked on the link, and if uh, then you know who we're talking to. We're talking with Doug Aldrich from the Dead Daisies. They're going to be coming to town uh, September 24th, just a few days before their new album, Radiance, is coming out. So uh, first off, man, it looks like you're comfortable at home, right? I am comfortable at home. I it, it's it's hot as hell down here in LA right now, but um, we're leaving day after tomorrow to go start the tour, and can't wait to get back to Seattle. It's always an honor to be in that city. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's a, it's you know a rock and roll city that tech took over, but there's still some of that rock and roll spirit still around. So, you know, it's absolutely. Uh, Holding on, man. So, and the Crocodile is a great venue. It's an iconic venue, and the and and uh, you're gonna love the, the way that they've. Uh, They've built the new space, so it's it's beautiful and it's great sound. Oh, cool! I didn't know they changed it. Yep they uh, the, during the pandemic they uh, they signed a lease for a new spot that ended. Uh, they even have a hotel, so they they I think they uh, have the band stay in the hotel uh, there on on site. Nice. That yeah. sounds great. Uh, so, man, um, I'm, I'm curious about uh, you know how how have you guys done some some playing out and some touring since uh you know restrictions have have uh you know ceased to happen how's it how's we it did. been we... going uh, going back out into the world uh since since uh that time it's it was really good it fit, you know it felt great there was everybody everybody was on tour this summer i mean yes. we went to europe for we oh, went yeah. for like 10 10 weeks to europe and crossed paths with everyone from corn to Judas Priest and everybody, you know, just everybody was out at yeah. the same time. Unfortunately, some people got, you know, had to, to, you know, take breaks. We did. We had to take a week break because um, 
a couple of us, me, David, and, and a few other guys got COVID. So we had to, uh, we had to camp out in the hotel, isolate, wait yeah. till we got negative. We missed a couple of really cool gigs, but we had overall a great tour. Awesome. And, um, and it, yeah, it's just, you know, we just got to navigate it now a little bit. Exactly. And, you know, um, it's, it's, it's awesome to see, uh, and, and it's, sorry. we're actually kind of at an embarrassment of riches at this point now with so many shows happening and, and, and it's almost like, you know, shows zigzagging and people running into each other. It's like over in Europe, it must've just felt like so cool to see people back out and, and see all old friends and must've been pretty cool. Yeah, it was. I mean, um, we did tours with, um, we did dates with foreigner awesome all those guys all those guys are friends of ours and we did dates with as i said judas priest yeah and uh we had some we were gonna do dates with white snake unfortunately those got blown out because the white snake guys had to come home mm -hmm. but it, and then we did a whole bunch of shows on our own yeah it's 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 getting back to normal a little bit you know i mean i i was just thinking about it the other day i was like okay in the future if somebody wakes up and they got a scratchy throat or something, you just you just need to tell your band like, "Hey, look, guys, I'm I got a scratchy throat. Stay away from me. I just I'll I'll test and see what happens." But regardless, whether you're negative or positive, you still got something. Yeah, you need to be care careful not to spread it. And we just got to move forward. I don't want to go. I don't want us to have to go home anymore. You know, when mm -hmm. when you know if if somebody catches COVID or whatever. I, I want us to, we got to stay with it. We got to, we got to work through it. You know, that's, that's the way I think about it. Absolutely, man. You, your livelihood depends on it, man. You're a, you're a full-time musician. So you know, that's, um, so, well, but, well, plus, but, plus the, the thing of it is, is like when, when people are thinking about a tour, like for example, this, this stadium tour that's out right now with Def Leppard and uh -huh. crew and all that, um, you know, people make a lot of plans for hotels and flights and, and, you know, they'll, they'll get their family to cover the kids so they can go yeah. away for the weekend. And a lot like, that goes into it. Yeah. A lot goes into it. So it's like to have that just cancel, especially at the last minute, which happened a lot this year, it's no fun. So mm -hmm. I think we've got to, we got to roll with it. Be Like how they've been doing it in Asia for, for years is when somebody's sick, they wear a mask, you know, and then, you Absolutely. know, you see them walking, yep. see them walking down the street and they're okay. Unfortunately got a cold or whatever, but. And they, there's no, there's no stigma. There's no politics involved in it. It's just looking out for yourself and looking out for the other people. It's simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so we're here to talk about the new album. Obviously, of course, you're going to be playing in Seattle, but the new album comes out six days after that. It's called radiance. Uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, what can we expect from the record? And was this kind of like a pandemic project? Did you guys hunker down and work on it during the pandemic? It started out like that because yeah. Glenn, Glenn had some ideas and I went down to his place and we started to work through that stuff. And, um, during 2020, cause there was nothing else happening. Yeah. You know, it was a summertime and it was, it kind of lightened up a little bit in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So we, we started banging through tunes and, um, he had some stuff that I thought was really cool. And then we, we kind of capped it off for a while because we had to go on tour to support the last album, Holy Ground. Yeah. And then we were going to, we had a tour book for February starting in, in Germany and doing a whole European run that, that moved until May and June. We moved it. 
but then we decided well why don't we go and make a record we got some good songs already yeah. so so we wrote um david lowey wrote a few i wrote a few we all passed that off to glenn he finished them up and we recorded from march till may right before we left to go on tour and i'm i, I mean i'm not just saying it because i'm in the band and whatever but I re i'm really happy with the record and that's I, awesome i think i think people will dig it so we're we've got four singles out as of today yeah we've got the fourth one called face your fear uh the first one was radiance really heavy dark riff then with a big melodic chorus um, um shine on which is a just a kind of barn burner straight ahead rocker um, um hypnotize yourself is kind of simple acdc style big riff yeah goes from light to shade um you know in that song it's got a, a really mellow verse and then it kicks into this full-on twerking soul uh chorus and then face your fears is, is the one that's out today so we're going to be playing all four of those songs on the on the the, the date at the crocodile so uh we're going to do four songs from the brand new record we're going to throw new music at you guys nice and we got four songs from the last album and we got probably six or seven older daisy songs with with glenn singing them it's really incredible yeah and then we'll, we'll, we'll do a couple deep purple songs as well throwing it in there but the new stuff is where we're really excited about so we really i mean can't wait for you guys to hear that live that's awesome man well i'm looking forward to it like i mentioned a great venue and i'm I'm stoked to see you guys this will be my first time seeing you guys live so happy to do that happy to to cool. check you guys out and, and support you guys uh you know I, it's gonna be awesome uh I'm I'm curious about, you know, I was doing a little reading up on you and you started playing guitar at 11 years old. Yeah. So yeah. who was your inspiration? Like, where did you come from a musical family? Nope. No, not really. I mean, my family liked music, but yeah. nobody really played in the house. But my little sister had a classical guitar and both my little sister and my older sister had, um, you know, <laughs> record, record players of course. and albums. And I didn't have a stereo. So yeah. I, I would go in the room and check out with the headphones, check out like my older sister had Peter Frampton comes alive and yeah. Stevie wonder. My little sister had kiss and queen. Um, and, but my older sister had a Jeff Beck record blow by blow mm -hmm. from 1975. And that record on headphones just got me. And, um, so I, I, I just started gravitating towards guitar. You know, when I'd hear a song, I'd listen to the guitar. And, you know, at that time, Smoke on the Water was on the radio. Mm -hmm. Jimi Hendrix was Purple Haze was on the radio or Foxy Lady. I forget. There was Almond Brothers, the Eagles. There was all kinds of stuff. Um, so I one day I was in it was the summertime. There was, it was hot out. There was nothing really to do. Nobody. All my friends were gone for like this particular week, like at, at camp or whatever. And there was no sports. And I just decided, you know, I want to try my sister's guitar. Yeah. I, she had a, she had a book and it's like out of boredom, this whole thing started because I was bored and didn't know what to do. There was no, t you know, video games or anything like mm -hmm. that back then. I'm old as. <laughs> well, you look um, great. So I, oh, I would. Thanks, <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so that's how it started. And I, and I went from there to I, I got an electric guitar. And my first nice electric guitar was about six months later. It was a, or maybe it was a year later. It was a 
1973 Gibson Les Paul gold top. Yeah. And that's what I gravitate towards now. I'm back full circle. I've, that's cool. You know, I've, I own a lot of guitars, but that's my favorite one. Nice, man. Well, that, well, it, like you said, full circle, man. That's cool. So, you know, you've played with so many iconic bands. You've had the chance to, you know, be on stage with rock legends, rock gods, metal gods. Um, was there a band that you started that nobody knows about? Was your like a crappy first band? Did, were you a part of any like, like, oh, bands yeah. that nobody, know? What, what was that called? It was called Purple Haze. The first band, yeah, it was called Purple Haze. It was me and a, a actually our friend played drums, and we were talking about you know like who was going to play guitar and bass. And I said, well, I've started playing guitar a little bit, but I'm happy to play bass. And my buddy sure. goes, no, 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 I want to, I want to play bass. So I'm like, cool. So we we got our there used to be a department store called Sears Roebuck. I don't know if you uh-huh. remember it, but yeah, that's where I got my first electric guitar and a little practice amp. You know, about yeah. this big. And we would just, we'd put a, a red light bulb in the basement and we just jam for hours. And uh, I remember we, we, we jammed on um, Smoke on the Water in the wrong key, it was okay. the wrong chords, yeah. but it was, it sounded kind of like it. Yeah. And there was just a feeling of hearing that and playing it together. Yeah. That was incredible. That's awesome, man. So Purple Haze was the first one. And by the way, we, we had this funny thing. It's just, it's so, it's so out there, but we, you know, we had seen on TV that there were bands that had smoke machines and stuff like that. And yeah. somehow we figured out we had these snorkels and we get talcum powder and put it in the snorkel. And during part of our little homemade set, we'd go back to the snorkel and go, and the, the talcum powder would go up like this and it was purple haze. Wow. And hey, there you go. It was our smoke machine. But then then you'd be totally covered and your guitar would be covered with talcum powder. So it was it was, you know, a, it wasn't great for that, but it we it was cool, you know, that we were trying to put on a show back then. That's DIY Pyro and Ballyhoo. I like it. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, um, you know, so Obviously, like I mentioned, you know, you've you've had the chance to, you know, a, 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 along with Dead Daisies, you've played with so many icons and, and you've, you know, kind of been playing alongside some of your heroes. Has there ever yeah. been I know it's, you know, totally put you on the spot, but no. is there ever been a moment that's kind of like a holy or like a pinch me moment? I mean, working with the, the being in the studio with Ronnie. James Dio and hearing him sing on a song. When I joined Dio, he had offered me the gig actually in 1990. And I I wasn't ready to leave my first real kind of recording band at that time. I just didn't want to want to, I just wasn't ready to split, but um, eventually that band broke up. And then 10 years later, Ronnie offered me the gig again and I took it and, and we were in the studio and there was only, in the studio, when you're recording, they, they put the songs listed on on the wall. There's yeah. like check marks for drums, bass, and guitar, vocals. But there's only eight songs. And I said, "So are we just doing eight songs? That's it?" And he goes, "No, we're gonna we're gonna do. We need two more songs, two or three more songs." So Jimmy Bain and I came to my house here in, in the back, and we we wrote a couple of songs, musical songs, and we gave them to Ronnie, and Ronnie loved them both. And that's awesome. 
to, to hear Ronnie sing a song that I, a riff that I wrote. Wow. It was called, it was called scream. And he, and when he, I was there when he recorded it and it was just, I mean, it was goosebumps, you know, it sounded yeah. so freaking good. And then being on stage with Ronnie was amazing. Of course, yeah. the first time watching him work the stage and how he was yeah. so fearless. And then, you know, working with David Coverdale, mm-hmm. being, seeing, being on stage with Coverdale and Red Beach and Tommy Aldridge. And that was like, you know, a whole nother thing. Um, and then, you know, writing songs with David where we were, by that time I was, you know, I was in the band and he and I were bros. We are still. And um, I came up with some music that he, he liked and we finished it and we would kind of demo it up and listen to it. And I was like, man, this is, this is incredible. It's like, I'm, it's incredible. It, I'm making new white snake music with David Coverdale. Yeah. All the way till now, I still get that with dead daisies with, you know, working on like, for example, David Lowy, um, who started the band and is a, a really, a really down to earth person, very, you know, unaffected and plays guitar with a simple, a simple, um, youthful approach, almost punk rock in a way. Mm-hmm. Grew up in Australia on on Aussie rock, we like to call it. And like, there was a, a couple songs in this album on Radiance where he was on the bus just jamming, and I was like, "Ooh, that's pretty cool." That little riff right there it was just a little, a little chunk of something, mm-hmm. and I would just rec- record it on my phone, you know, so that I would just have it documented because otherwise, that stuff just goes away. Yeah, it'll come and go and you'll never think about it again. But when you capture it, that's you know the thing about technology that's so cool is now you can actually capture that moment yeah. and you have it. And um and some songs on this album turned into you know that some songs ended up on the album that started off just an innocent riff on the back of the bus. That's right. And it's like yeah and then hearing Glenn take to it and make it like come alive with his vocals, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, that that I mean, both those things, that's that's all those things you mentioned are total pinch me moments, dude. That's yeah, that's badass. So you were inspired by Jeff Beck. Originally, Jeff Beck, Jeff Beck, Jimmy Page, Richie Blackmore, Tony Iommi. I mean, I was a kid before I played guitar. uh, There was this group of boys that had a little kind of gang thing. Yeah. Uh, not in the typical, not in the sense of gangs like we think of now, but like a group of boys that hung out together and it was their club. Kind of innocent. And they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to join that that gang, and and they said, okay, listen, if you you're young, you're the young guy, so if you want to come hang with us, you got to go get the single for Iron Man, Black Sabbath on that's 45. Your, that's your duty. That was my initiate. That was my uh, what do you call it? Prospecting. Yeah. You know, join the club. My and so I, my mom took me to the record store, and I found it was like ninety nine cents. That was nice. full price. Yeah. And and so Tony Iommi was on my list. Everybody yeah. all through the years, you know, and then I revisited, I came back to I didn't know who Richie Blackmore was. I just knew this song, Smoke on the Water. Yeah. But then I found out about Deep Purple mm-hmm. and the song and you know, the album Burn and Machine Head, those albums. Um and then bands like UFO with Michael Shanker mm-hmm. blew me away. And then Rainbow with Richie Blackmore and Ronnie James Dio. That was incredible. 
Um, and then Van Halen came out and just like killed everybody for a minute. Yeah. And then, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, Ozzy with Black Sabbath, but then Ozzy with Randy Rose and then Black Sabbath with Ozzy and then Black Sabbath with Dio. It was just, it was amazing. So all of them were in my influences, but I'll tell you the biggest one is, is probably Jimmy Page because Jimmy mm-hmm. Page Zeppelin was super important in my life. And Zeppelin two is the first album that I got of theirs hearing a whole lot of love, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, people take it for granted. You like, I, I heard today on the radio walk this way and I've heard that song a million times. I've gotten to the point where it's again, full circle. Well, now I hear it and I go, man, that's so cool. Yeah. That riff, the solo parts, the vocal, it's just like on point, you know? So, but Jimmy Page is, is like probably the biggest inspiration. Not my biggest influence. I probably play more like somebody else, but, but I love, yeah. I love Zeppelin. Nice, man. Well, um, I, I do have a, a kind of a random question that I ask everyone and because it always typically, you know, an interesting story comes about from it. So yeah. if you, if you can uh, pick a scar on your body, show us if you can, but at least tell <laughs> us the story of how you got the scar. Okay. Well, there's one. Um, let's see. Open it. It's, I can't, I don't know if it's still there, but under one of these, one of these eyes, it's been, it was back in, in the the late nineties mm-hmm. when uh, the Lakers were, the Lakers had Kobe, Kobe Bryant just come on the team. Yep. And uh, I was, I went out to, to get some dinner. I wanted to hurry back and, and get the, um, get the game on. Cause I just loved watching this kid play. It was just yeah. incredible. And I, I was trying to rush and I got my dinner and I opened the door and I, I pulled it right into I think it's here. I don't think you can actually see it. Okay. But, um, but is it healed pretty good? But I had to get, I had to go get six stitches for that because it just cracked, it cracked my face open. And then the other one that I'll tell you about is it's on my back right here. Yeah. It's, I don't know if you can see it, but it's there. But it was when I was really young. I think I was, um, eight or nine mm-hmm. and there were there were these kids that had a that had a uh, a fort house in the middle of this field and a bunch of us younger guys we wanted to like just terrorize them and so we went and and we we did somebody dared I, I don't know why it was me but i went and kicked the door in of Uh-oh. their their wood, their wood door and they came out like a hornet's nest were chasing me and i was running fast but right ahead there was this this fence that was barbed wire and it had some it had some vines on it and stuff but it was still barbed wire mm-hmm. and i was like i don't have time to climb this or time to navigate through this thing so i just tried to dive straight through it and a piece of the barb just ripped oh. my back and um but i never got that it i never got it stitched it just i just let i just put tape on it and let it heal and, but it's still there and then um Probably the yep. last one is I got I got one right here on my chin mm-hmm. that is it's hard to see it's, it was a long time ago but I was trying to shave and I just sliced my chin with a, a single edge razor yeah um damn that actually you know, that actually looks kind of all right but yeah but the, the one that, the one 
Whew, that barbed wire, dude. That sounds gnarly. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I actually recently, I don't know if you can see this, these, these scratches. Uh-huh. There's one here. Uh, it's kind of healed up, but there's, there's like one right there you can still see. Mm-hmm. And so I was at my son's soccer practice um, a few months back. And yeah. they kept kicking the ball off the field and, th- and then they kicked it actually over this, this fence that, um, so I, I went, I was fetching balls and I went and get that ball and I had this giant stick. I was, it was about 15 feet long. I was trying to kind of drag the ball back sure. over top of this fence Yeah, and I, I had it. And then it's, I slipped down and I scratched it really bad with this. It was like a, a um, rusty, fe- rusty fence, you oh, know? Oh no. Need a tennis and shot I'm for like, that one. I did. I, I, I was, I was actually leaving to go to Europe in like three days and I just had, I was like, Oh man, I started reading about it and it said, well, I was completely ripped open, but yeah. it wasn't like pouring out blood, but it was definitely, you know, it had gotten in there. Yeah. So I was reading about it. It was like tetanus shot. Got to do it. So I went to the pharmacy, got the tetanus shot. And I, fortunately, you know, I, I did, nothing happened, but I didn't want to be, in Europe with Lockjaw. <laughs> right? Jesus. Yeah. Foaming at the mouth and all that whatnot. So. Right. Uh, again, Doug Aldrich uh, from the band The Dead Daisies. They're going to be coming to town at the Crocodile. You can get your tickets now September 24th, again, uh, at the Crocodile. And their new album, Radiance, is out September 30th. And uh, you can pre-order that on vinyl, on CD. Um, dude, so, you know, you mentioned you're stoked to come back to Seattle. Any final words for the Northwest audience before I let you go for today? Well, like I said, it's always a, it's always a pleasure to be in Seattle. We love it there. I'm going to go get some seafood when I'm there. Yes. And um, and the audience is always great. The people are super kind there. Mm-hmm. Very, I think the IQ is probably a little higher than other parts of the country in uh, Washington. It's just a nice place to, to hang. You know, yeah. I, I just wish I could have more time there. But we're going to have a killer show. So yep. come hang with us. And um, the voice of rock, Brian Tishy on drums, David Lowy. I'll be on guitar as well. Um, and we'll have a great night. Awesome, man. Well, the venue is right down the street from the famous Pike Place Market. So you can go get some fresh seafood, man. I will, for sure. Awesome. That's no question. Awesome. Thanks, man. Kevin. I really appreciate it, bro. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. 
whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.